and welcome back to Hey Eintracht Frankfurt, the Bundesliga podcast covering everything there's no in the English language about Eintracht Frankfurt, the best club in the Bundesliga, the best club in Germany, the best club in Europe, the best club in the world for that matter. But we're a little bit biased. I'm your host, Brian Sanders. You can follow me on Twitter at KCSGE. You can follow the show, more importantly, on Twitter. That is at HEFpod. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook for all the latest English language news covering Dying Tract, whether that be, uh, of course, new episode drops, uh, videos, and uh, just the latest articles on the Eintracht in the English language. That is facebook.com slash HEFpod. You can also get in contact with us uh, via email. Uh, that email address is Frankfurt at gmail.com. This week, uh, had a bit of a English Volca double match, uh, double match dosage. Uh, we had our preview of the Eintracht Werder Bremen match in episode 129 that you'll find in this uh, server. And uh, yeah, 128, we previewed Eintracht versus Wolfsburg, but we haven't had a chance to uh, look back at either matches. So today, uh, doing this uh, solo without uh, any of my usual compatriots, it is all about the Eintracht Frankfurt over Wolfsburg. <laughs> Two to one. Uh, rather interesting match, needless to say. Uh, one player that really stood out, at least uh, from the Eintracht, uh, was the fact that uh, Kamada finally, finally got that goal that was long-deserved, long-needed to give him at least some form of confidence he has uh, for the Eintracht in the Debe Pokal and the Europa Pokal. Uh, done pretty stinking good, but when it had come to the Bundesliga level, had left a lot of us wanting. He spent the previous season on loan in Belgium in the top division there for one of the lesser teams. Scored quite a few goals. Use that as his kind of springboard to jump to the Eintracht. Granted, I would have to say that the sheer best player on the pitch was actually the former uh, uh, Young Boys of Bern uh, player, uh, Mbabu, who was linked to the Eintracht for quite a while. Uh, he ended up scoring the equalizing goal for Wolfsburg. Um, to say that the Eintracht uh, really, really needed that win would be an understatement. Look, in terms of shots, in terms of possession, our passing was worse. Uh, we lost duels. We barely won tackles. It was a, as rough of a match as you could possibly ask for. Uh, Silva, yes, was able to convert a goal, but hey, you know what? He's pretty doggone good when it does come from the penalty spot, having scored more than his fair share this season. But the first goal it seemed in a while from the run of play in which the Eintracht then took the lead, oh, uh, it was a very sweet one uh, uh, for Kamada. And like I said, you know, him finally breaking that duck and... You know, getting his first Bundesliga goal. Kudos to him because, you know, I still see him as a bright star for the Eintracht in the future. I don't know who might say that, you know, he's overrated. Oh, we should have gone in this direction. We should have gone in that direction. You know, if ands and whatnots. Uh, one thing that I would like to see still more, and we have plenty of time. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one thing that I would like to see plenty more 
uh, from the Eintracht is really just more uh, time devoted to uh, the young players coming through because uh, we haven't really seen many uh, younger players that have been able to uh, get a match, uh, get really time on the pitch in who have come through the Eintracht youth system. And let's hope that uh, things get a little bit better as uh, hopefully uh, the birds stay away from uh, uh, my makeshift recording studio out in the elements here in beautiful Kansas City where I reside. Because, hey, you know what? Uh, nature is one of the most beautiful things that there is outside of the Eintracht themselves. Um, in other analysis that I would like to present uh, for you, the listener, kind of uh, in regards to Eintracht versus Wolfsburg. Now, uh, Lucas Toro was a player, and still, well, still is technically an Eintracht player, uh, who has kind of, you know, made us think, you know, what if? Because he's uh, been out with uh, injury, then he, what, within three minutes, gets yellow carded, then a second yellow card, you know, in nearly as many minutes. It's, it's quite a lot to... Uh, kind of cringe over needless to say but hey you know what the Eintracht came away with a big win um Dost he we know what he can do we know what he can't do he provided he's technically credited with an assist to Daichi to Daichi Kamada as goal but the thing is the man does not move very well does not is not very Quick. I mean, Alexander Meyer had less legs, but Alex Meyer could place himself in the right spot, and voila, he'd get five, ten goals, play half as many minutes, and you know, there's a reason why he was Alex Meyer foosball god, and Bas Dost is just, you know, another signed-on striker for the Eintracht. Reminds me of a certain uh, Swiss. Uh, striker who some people remember fondly, some some not so fondly for the Eintracht in recent years. Also applying his trade in Portugal, the country where we got Bastos from. And uh, you know, let's kind of move on from the Eintracht versus Wolfsburg because outside of us getting the positive result, it was not exactly the prettiest game to watch on the ball. Uh, I think that anyone can agree with me on that <laughs> no uh i will i will not talk in going terms of harris safarovich outside of the one goal that to me ever mattered and yes that was uh that was the goal scored in the second leg of the 2015-2016 uh promotion relegation playoff against uh nuremberg that time around and um yeah, I don't really have much more to say uh, to that, but I did think that the Eintracht would come away in penalties just because, you know, my positive kind of outlook when it does come to the Eintracht, even though some people would always say, hey, without him, we might be second Liga. Well, you know what? We're not. And so we can move on as the Eintracht moved on uh, without him. So Eintracht Frankfurt versus Veda Bremen. So we uh, had a preview of this. Um, ended up being a nil-nil score at the halftime. Uh, the match was, um, at least for the first half, it was pretty ugly. You know, there's nothing really better to say than it was just absolutely ugly. It'd be, 
the the back end of a horse needless to say um i would ha i would also add that uh in regards to the kind of performance that you would expect against uh vertebrae inside that would they would be really robust in terms of their defending you know what uh, at the end of the day, the Eintracht uh, did more than their own fair shares. Silva getting yet another goal. The guy has really got some scoring boots on himself for this season. Hey, uh, we've we've given a lot of shtick for one player on this Eintracht team, and I'd not like to take it back, needless to say. <laughs> but uh, Silva now with uh, eight goals on the season and good to him. Um has turned out to be not so bad of a pickup, uh, considering when we made the move for him that we were getting, we were losing Ante Rebic uh, for Silva on exchangeable two-year loan spells, one going to one direction, one going the other, in addition to uh, transfer money that was given to the Eintracht uh, from AC Milan. But hey, uh, AC Milan uh, is a team that is not going to be playing in Europe anytime soon. And they will really reap the, they will not reap the financial benefits of playing in Europe. And more than likely, Ante Rebic will come to the end of his two-year loan spell. And they won't even be able to have the money to make that deal happen. Because one, the Serie A is not so rich as it used to be. Two, they have no European money to be able to uh, bring in uh, additional amounts of cash, whether that be from just the participation in the games, the additional revenue in like advertising and television that can come in there as well. But hey, you know what? At the end of the day, we can always get Rabich back, and I'm pretty sure he'd be happy to come back. Considering the kind of players that are still on the Eintracht's roster, he's got a lot of friends in Frankfurt, needless to say. But uh, deviating a little bit there. Um, so Silva put us up, uh, 61st about minute. Um, who would have thought that the quickest, uh, two goal, goal scoring tally for the Eintracht this year, or at least it seems that way. Um, in nine minutes, this, uh, player, uh, Ilsenka was able to, Stefan Ilsenka was able to come on and you thought, Hey, you know what? All right. Coming on for Rode. We'll see what happens. Bang, 81st minute, very minute that he entered play, heads the ball in, yikes, <laughs> is all that uh, Vertebrae fans can be thinking because the season is just teetering on a knife's edge, needless to say. And who would have thought that nine minutes later, uh, another goal will be banged in. Uh, point be taken. Elsenker has normally been playing the entire, has been starting matches of late, and that's where a lot of uh, issue was taken with said player. Uh, but the thing is, hey, <laughs> two goals to the guy in nine minutes, and then you add in, the, I guess you can then add in the stoppage time. Quite, uh, quite the return, needless to say, for the Eintracht. Um, other players who did really well. I thought Cole for the first time in I don't know how long. Uh, Dominic Cole uh, actually looked like a very salvageable player. I've had a lot of issues with the fact that this man has be has been uh, yellow card waiting to happen. And hey, he's got 
pretty much the worst disciplinary record for the Eintracht this season. And when you have that sort of record hanging around, you don't usually expect a player to then have, you know, one of his best games of the season. Uh, you expect uh, the status quo to be upheld and go f- figure that freaking core uh, kind of has an out of this world, out out of body kind of experience of a uh, performance. And uh, yeah, the Eintracht is able to come away with a comprehensive three uh, nil victory over Werder Bremen. Um, things, uh, stuff to chew on in this match. It should be said, uh, look at the fact that, yeah, the Eintracht was able to score three goals. Um, sure. I guess you could say Bar Leverkusen was able to score more, but, uh, we scored from set pieces. It's something that uh, scoring from the field of play is something that the Eintracht have not exactly excelled at. Scoring from set pieces has been a point that the Eintracht have able to benefit from. Is this a concern long term? We keep on talking about it. And when things are going bad, it does seem to be a major issue. When things are good, it's a nice benefit. The fact is, the Eintracht come away with a victory the those sinker goals, you know, scored from set pieces, crosses into the box. It's kind of hard to not like the fact that the Eintracht is just able to get goals uh, from those situations. And here's hoping that uh, more things are to come. Kamada and Gasinovic were playing up with Silva. They didn't really kind of offer all too much. Granted, Gasinovic kind of was hobbling around a a decent bit when, you know, he practically had his ankle snapped. But, you know, what you going to do in the opening couple of minutes? (laughs) Uh, That's a player who has really been irksome to me uh, over the course of the season. Um, Interesting thought uh, I should put out there. Toure actually looked, you know, not half bad. I think it's mostly down to the fact that we were playing against Werder Bremen, not necessarily that he was having a really good game. Rolda bossing the midfield as per usual. There were some close moments uh, for Werder Bremen, and one can only think that uh, in the previous three matches where they had uh, two wins and a draw, scoring two goals and conceding none, you know, hey, look, we broke that three-match uh clean sheet record that uh, was going on for Pavlenka, the keeper that is for Werder Bremen. Uh, should, you know, the Eintracht be looking to strengthen in the goalkeeper position? Look, Ronal probably is getting tired of sitting on the bench, and Viedwald, let's... Uh, I forget what game it was uh, this season. Someone's going to have to remind me, but Viedwald conceding the stupidest of goals when we were having an injury crisis. Trap was out, and suddenly Ronald uh, was out after having a really good few matches. Sure, you've got Zimmerman back there, but I think he's already kind of going into the coaching role that he's been signed for uh, once his contract ends at the end of this season. But, you know, I can't stand Viedwald to be sticking around there. Uh, you ask any Werder Bremen fan, they will tell you definitely that Viedwald was a ca- uh, catastrophe just waiting to happen and, you know, had more bad games than good. And yet, you know, 
has been able to carve out a decent uh, Bundesliga career as a keeper. So what's he going to do? He's not exactly Luke's Fahnenstiel, who's just going to go from club to club all and hit up all six confe- uh, FIFA confederations in terms of uh, his travels. But, you know, what's he going to do uh, with a guy who's on as much money as Vidal is? Uh, it's about time that we chuck him. And hey, Pavlenka is available, and it's so like, I mean, maybe could the money be used elsewhere? Because of course, only if uh, Bremen gets relegated. That is one player that I would definitely want to think about. I think Ratitska is another. Klassen is another. Um, I think um, Matty Eggestein would be another. But the thing is with some of the players that uh, Werder Bremen could no Josh Sargent is not uh, someone that I would want to have on my squad unless you literally are just trying to get American eyeballs on the uh, once the Eintracht uh, and the Bundesliga itself uh, are turned over to ESPN for the 2021 Bundesliga season. But this is all speculation in terms of if... Uh, Werder Bremen does get relegated. Uh, we can take a look at the Bundesliga table in just a quick second, but that is definitely uh, something that is at least on my mind because there are players for Werder Bremen that are worth buying and considering the fact of how far down the table uh, that they are currently sitting in 17th place. Uh, but to be honest, they're only, um, they're only three... Yeah, they're three points off of uh, Mainz's position. It would just be uh, have a vastly worse goal difference. Uh, Mainz, who we're going to be playing in a few <laughs> in a few days' time, so uh, something uh, you know, if we want to be nice to um, Verder Blame after cr- crushing their soul, uh, <laughs> well, you know, I guess we can help a brother out, uh, Verder Bremen, uh, a traditional club in all the senses of the word. 2004, uh, when they won the Bundesliga title as the kind of surprise side, and then they participated in Champions League for multiple years. Uh, They made the uh, UEFA Cup, what is now known as the Europa League. They made the final of that uh, in the last iteration of the competition before it changed into uh, the Europa League. So, uh, got a lot of recent history. They just have... uh, been on hard times and you know uh one can only hope that you have good uh teams that will benefit the Bundesliga in terms of long term specifically from an American standpoint I want um more Americans to be in the Bundesliga uh as they switch over to ESPN the well kind of hard to for Fox Sports to knock them off the perch as the uh leader in sports broadcasting in the United States of America but you know uh, it would be nice if your Powderborns, your Mainzes, or Augsburgs would just do us all a favor and get relegated because you have these tiny stadiums, uh, tiny fan bases, a small amount of money that you even have available to. Sure, you know, you got some good players that can pop on through, but, you know, uh, you'd rather have a Dusseldorf that has two Americans on their books and uh, I think they even have a Canadian on their books as well in their reserve team. So definitely I call it that North Americans. If you pan North Americans could, you know, get behind, uh, at least in the English-speaking uh, part of North America. But, you know, 
deviating just a tiny bit. Uh, Eintracht Frankfurt uh, currently placed now in the Bundesliga table at the lofty height of 11th. Um, let's put it this way. Uh, there's not been many times this season that the Eintracht has been on the up and up. And you know what? It's the last time that we were in something as e as good as 11th was match day 23. And the highest that we've even reached this season, um, we started off the year as high as 7th and have not gone uh, back ever since. But you've got Hertha Berlin uh, coming up in a few match days time. Same thing with Schalke. Each of, a, each of those squads are above the Eintracht. You have Cologne that is directly below us, uh, still yet to be played. So there's a lot of uh, space for the Eintracht, needless to say. Uh, as we sit on 35 points, can we catch, say, uh, Wolfsburg or Hoffenheim, who are uh, in 6th and 7th place, respectively, who are on 42 points each? It's a tall ask, but, you know, we have uh, involvement in a certain... Uh, domestic cup competition, the DFB Pokal, that's coming up in just a week's time. Uh, that is something to consider as we're still in the semifinals. We've got a pretty big hurdle to come up with uh, Bayern Munich, but hey, you know what? There's always a chance. Uh, also, the name of the episode of uh, Amazon's uh, This Is Football program, where they then talked about if, uh, how teams are able to just get that once in a lifetime opportunity. You're going to be not, you know, you'll probably lose 90, 99 out of 100, but, it, but there is always that one chance that you will have and that uh, comes in the way of Rebic and twice and Kasinovic. Uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge there. So um, that's kind of it that I have for the uh, two matches that have passed. It is time for hashtag what are we drinking and what better time to rest my voice than for hashtag what are we drinking. Um, my my uh, submission for this, uh, this podcast is uh, the Honey Blonde Ale from Boulevard Brewing Company. Some people will say that I'm very domestic biased and I don't th see that as a bad thing. Uh, Boulevard is a really good sort of beer provider and the honey blonde came in their most recent sampler pack and definitely one that i would say uh if you have a chance especially if you're in the midwest of the united states or somewhere as nearby as say even st louis you can definitely uh, get one of those guys out there so we'll be posting that uh beer to our uh twitter profile that is at HEFpod on Twitter. So to everyone listening and who has also got a drink in hand, uh, let us know on uh, on social media via hashtag what are we drinking and show us what you're drinking and uh, promote your beer of choice. To that, I say prost. Now, looking at what has been going on with news about the Eintracht. So, Danny DaCosta. Uh, since we picked him up, he had been kind of an erstwhile starter, especially under Adi Hutter. And suddenly, the guys left on the outside looking in. 
He looks a little fat, to be honest. He doesn't move around nearly as well as he used to. You know, when we got him from uh, Bayer Leverkusen, I was really excited. And my excitement was rewarded with excellent performances and a lot of action that, hey, you know, this is a guy that could, you know, be suiting up for the Germany national team. It's been a very long time that uh, someone suiting up for the German national team was actually currently an Eintracht player. And that was something that I was really looking forward to. But hey, you know what? Uh, things don't work out. And suddenly things are not working out for the player. Um, he still is on under contract for two more seasons uh, with the Eintracht. And the fact that he wants out now, uh, what I have read is that he has now got new player representation. So pretty stinking obvious that he is going to use his new agent to be able to try and broker a deal to get him out of Dodge as the same would go. Uh, I would really have Oter, you know, talk to Danny, try and find out what's going on that would make him think that, you know, he needs to seek his professional career elsewhere. I mean, I don't want him to leave the Eintracht. It's like, okay, well, who's gonna, who's gonna give him the opportunity the way that the Eintracht has given him he's probably he would then have to sit on the bench and prove himself via training you know it's been shown that you know that is not working out and you know hey guess what you've been rotated in because we needed the extra bodies to kind of uh take a little bit of the stress off of the everyday starters so you know what he's had some uh playing time of late uh well was he it was in most of the, I think it was in most of the Bayern match, if not all of the Bayern match, and some of the Freiburg match. But you know, it just, it's look, it's just not work. It's not working uh, this go around. I think it doesn't help the fact that Timmy Chandler, you know, when given his opportunity, he's taken it and scored goals, scored game tying goals, scored game winning goals. It's kind of hard to uh, keep that guy. Uh, out of trying, it's really hard to keep him out of the starting uh, starting lineup. So, uh, guess what? He's needed to kind of sit on the bench and wait his turn, and he doesn't want to wait his turn. Now, I would stress to him patience, but apparently that's not exactly his strong suit. So, um, let us know your views on Dan DaCosta leaving. Should he stay? Should he go? Should the Eintracht try and get hey, a little bit of money from him? It seems a weird time, needless to say, in terms of getting uh, getting transfers in. But, you know, there's always a team out there that can always uh, use a good player. You could even say that perhaps Bielefeld says, you know, we don't really have any wingers. Uh, let's bring you in. You got Bundesliga pedigree. Probably wouldn't cost too crazy amount. And uh, well, I use them as an example because they lead the uh, second Bundesliga, the Zweite Liga, by quite a few points at present time. Uh, mostly because uh, Stuttgart and Haas Val has really crapped, uh, crapped their pants in regards to the promotion, promotion uh, race. Uh, in case anyone's kind of wondering where the second division is currently at, the... 
it's really a top five race for the promotion places. Let's kind of take a look at what's going on in the rest of Germany. Uh, 28 matches played while everyone else is basically, everyone else minus uh, uh, Dinamo Dresden and, are on, and uh, Greuther Firth are on uh, 29 matches. We had Lefeld and Firth on 28, and then you have Dresden on 27 because they still have uh, those matches yet to be played. Uh, 56 points for Bielefeld on 29 matches each. Second place is Stuttgart on 51, having just recently beaten uh, last midweek. Uh, actually, while we were recording this exact podcast this time last week, uh, Stuttgart defeated Hamburg and come back fashion being down 2-0, winning 3-2. Uh, Hamburg is on uh, 49 points. You have Heidenheim, uh, the same tiny Heidenheim that you saw in the, um, if you have seen it, the Netflix series Trainer, that coach is still there. Uh, uh, Frank Schmidt is still there at Heidenheim. He's been there, I think, since like something as ridiculous as like 2007? Something silly, needless to say, uh, in terms of the length of time. And hey, they've been moving up the leagues from, you know, Regional Liga, then to Dritta Liga, trying to bust through into the Zweite Liga. And now they have uh, the Eintracht, remember, playing those guys really tough in the DFB Pokal a couple seasons ago. And, you know, one point off of a third place uh, promotion spot. At, well, the promotion relegation playoff spot. And. Weirdly enough, the Lillischweine, uh, Darmstadt. Uh, look, there's some people who don't mind Darmstadt. People who just want a local team to play against to beat up, sort of like what we're gonna the way we look at uh, those clowns down the ro- down the Rhine uh, in Mainz. Uh, Darmstadt, 29 matches played, are on 43 points. So, you know, it's not outside of the realms of possibility uh, for getting the playoff spot. They got some, obviously, got some ground to cover, but they have since the restart uh, after the break due to the uh, COVID nineteen uh, pandemic. Uh, Darmstadt has done exceedingly well and has gotten themselves into at least within a shout of uh, the relegation promotion playoff. So we'll see what happens therein. And there's a lot to be expected with uh, the matches that are coming up in the Bundesliga. As I should probably, uh, as a, as I should probably point out, uh, the Bundesliga table looks like this. So you got Bayern leading by seven points, five matches left to play. You got Dortmund, uh, second place, sixty points, uh, fifty-eight points is Leipzig, and fifty-six points each. In fourth and fifth place is the nearby rivals of Borussia Mönchengladbach and Bayer Leverkusen. And then a nice six-point gap between uh, those two clubs and Wolfsburg, who are in six, tied on 42 with Hoffenheim, the only difference being goal difference. Uh, that being said, let's look at what there is to play over the course of the weekend because it's quite an interesting race and the relegation and the race for uh, the European places. Look, the Eintracht is not outside the realms of possibility that the Eintracht could, if we run the table, or not really run the table per se, run the final measures of games that we have, uh, which are five Bundesliga matches and, of course, one Dave Pokal semifinal match uh, that's coming up, as I mentioned. Uh, we got Mindset. 
we got Mainz, and then we have Berlin. Uh, it should be pointed out that uh, in the four matches that Hertha Berlin has played, uh, they have picked up a grand total of 10 points, so not exactly the uh, going to be the easiest of opponents. Uh, Mainz have, uh, should only have picked up uh, two. Schalke has picked up a grand total of one. Yeah. They are dead in the water. They have barely scored also any goals since returning to play. Uh, Bremen beat them. Let's put that into context. Bremen beat them, and they didn't look too crazy challenged, but then again, the game was also more, you know, dull as a diswager. So, there you go. Uh, Eintracht versus Cone. At this point, Cologne is really kind of away from the relegation fight, so... They'll not be looking to uh, do all too much. Powderborn, look, by match day 34, they're going to be sunk where the table stands at present time. They're currently in 18th place, six points back from Bremen in 17th, a grand total of eight back from Dusseldorf, and nine back from Mainz. That's too far for them to travel. So... Let's consider Paderborn done and dusted. Oh, wait, they play Leipzig at the weekend. So, that yeah, that's going to be a win for those guys who recently just sold Timo Werner. Uh, agreed to sell Timo Werner because his exit clause was reached. Liverpool had been courting him for, what, a year and a half, and they couldn't even pony up the money for his $60 million, uh exit clause. And Chelsea, uh, who defeated us in the... Uh, uh, Europa League semi-final last go-around and current and went on to win the competition as well. Um, they pay that they have agreed to pay that ex- uh, exit clause. So hey, uh, sometimes it happens. But you know, you would have thought that uh, this uh, global financial pandemic that's hitting everyone in every way possible, especially in the football community. You would have thought that maybe Bundesliga Clubs would hold on to their players, but we will see what we will see. Other matches for this weekend. Uh, really, for Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund, it's make or break time. Uh, Bayer Leverkusen uh, plays Bayern Munich. It's one of those few games that you can actually see Bayern uh, have, having a proper test because some of the matches have not exactly been easy to watch. Take case in point. Uh, this past weekend when they defeated Fortuna Dusseldorf 5-0. Yeah, just done. No contest. Uh, in addition to that, uh, it's going to be, well, that's going to be broadcast in the, in the uh, played at the same time slot as Eintracht versus Mainz. Uh, you have Dortmund and Hertha. Now, uh, Bruce Dortmund in their four matches they have three uh, three wins and one loss one loss being to Bayern which everyone said has kind of killed off the title race you know this is one of the last chances if they are defeated uh, by Hertha then you know what or they don't win and Bayern win yeah it is all done and dusted and hey, maybe Bayern takes their eyes off the ball when it comes to the semifinal at the midweek, and Eintracht can take advantage of that. One can only hope. Uh, then you have uh, Werder Bremen playing on Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg. Look, Wolfsburg will be good, and then they won't be very good. And we happened to get them when they were not as good as they were when they uh, just smacked 
uh, by our Leverkusen 4-1. We will take advantage of that. 2-1 win. And we'll see what Werder Bremen has in terms of their survival uh, from the drop. Needless to say, it's going to be a little crazy. You got Dusseldorf versus Hoffenheim. Uh, Hoffenheim is... They're hot and cold. It kind of depends on which way the wind is blowing. And Dusseldorf take away the match against Bayern has been pretty uh, pretty decent. Been able to pick up basically a point, minimum a point in every single match of uh, the restart. So one can only expect that this is going to be probably the make or break weekend for a lot of the teams in the Bundesliga, whether it be the title race, whether it be a uh, race for the Champions League places. Race to uh, escape the drop zone. A lot of stuff going on in the Bundesliga, needless to say. Um, so, let's get to the real match that we want to uh, hear about. It's Eintracht versus Mainz. The Rhein-Main-Darby. Uh, yeah, I know. I look at this as a rivalry. I get told all the time that this is not. But it's about the closest thing that we can get at present time. Needless to say. Um, so I kind of look back at our recent record against Mainz. Because, look, they've always, they have been a bogey team of ours at times. We have not always had the best success against them. Uh, when we did our relegation survival in 2015-2016, uh, Mainz was in the running for the Europa League. And we got them. Yeah. But last campaign, for example... Uh, you know, it was a 2-2 draw, and we also had a 2-0 loss to Mainz. You know, not exactly uh, not exactly the best kind of showing. Uh, we lost to Mainz already this uh, earlier this season, 2-1. Uh, so, you know, one can only hope that the Eintracht can do a little bit better. You know, like when in 2017-2018, uh, we beat Mainz in... Pretty rapid succession in the Rook Ronda as we beat them uh, 3-0 in the DFB Pokal. And then, you know, basically a month later, we defeated Mainz 3-0 as well in the Bundesliga. So one can only hope that uh, some of that some of that history um, of the uh, po- special Pokal year uh, will come back. Uh, a lot of success, a little bit more success for... Niko Kovac against Mainz than necessarily uh, Adi Hutter against Mainz. Uh, I mean, look, this is a team that has has already had to change their manager once this season. As I mentioned on the table, they're not very far away from being in the relegation playoff or even in the direct relegation uh, spot. So it's something to take note. Um, And... The, in terms of like their goal scorers, is Quaison has been the, with twelve goals. You know, next top next scorer is a couple guys who are on four. Uh, those it runs through uh, the Swede quite a lot, and even then, you know, Mainz hasn't been look. Mainz has not been that good this season. Uh, some of the things they're. They're bad when it happens to be defending against set pieces. They're bad against, you know, attacks uh, from the wings. They're bad in the air. Hey, guess what? Those are some of our best strengths. Some of our very best strengths are that. And I think that's something that we will really take to those guys. Because, look, you know, in the Eintracht matches, 
of late. We've scored at least two goals in our last four matches. Hey, that's something to really be proud of, putting goals in. You know, we usually see a fair number of goals when we do play against Mainz. And this is, once again, another time where uh, goal... I mean, here's hoping that goals will be plenty. Uh, since the restart, uh, Mainz has uh, had two draws and two wins. Not exactly the kind of form that you want to be, you know, betting the house on, needless to say. But you know, but I would have to say that Eintracht, on paper, should be winning this. We have um, definitely the momentum, but in comparison to Mainz, Mainz. You know, like when it comes to what they've shown in the Bundesliga, most of the results happened, you know, in early spring prior to the pandemic. The last time that they won was against Paderborn, and that was in February. That's been a long time, and matches that, these are the matches that they have played since the restart. 2-2 two to two against Cologne. Cologne just fell asleep to allow them to have that. Uh, when they faced off against a team who really was light years better than them, that was uh, against Leipzig, and that was a 5-0 win for Leipzig. When they played against Union, that was the next match that they uh, got a point out of. They lost to Hoffenheim last weekend, 1-0. And the thing is, when it comes to the ma- uh, for that match, you know, uh, the red card happened, you know, still in the first half. Now, and it was still 1-1 at the time when the... Uh, red card happened for Union and Union was down to 10 men. They just bunkered in and Mainz wasn't able to do anything. I really like our chances here. And uh, yeah, it should be said that uh, yeah, yeah, let's just get right to the prediction time because we'll be able to then uh, say what we really think about Mainz versus the Eintracht. Uh, If anyone thinks that the Eintracht is going to score, you know, uh, 1,400 goals like a certain someone predicted uh, last week, I think that might be asking a little too much of these players. Just saying. <laughs> uh, but I do think that the Eintracht is going to come out ahead. And I'm going to put down the score of... Hmm, yeah, let's run the clowns out. Let's run the clowns out of the stadium let's run them out of the city let's run right down to the river let's run them deep into the relegation quagmire uh let's hope that uh dusseldorf and bremen get points each because wouldn't that be awesome if we basically kill the will of Mainz? um they get tied on points with Werder bremen you know i don't think that a seven goal goal difference is going to be overcome by eintracht winning and bremen winning at the same time but considering the fact that Mainz will be facing Werder Bremen practically in the next match, Mainz is screwed. And, uh, yeah, I just want them to be relegated. You know, they were cute under Jurgen Klopp. You didn't mind them so much their first time up. And, hey, guess what? Uh, I kind of have not left. And I'd rather rather just kick them out. Uh, I'm not going to guess 3-1 like... Uh, other friends of the podcast have been guessing i'm gonna guess that this is going to be 4-1 i think that we are gonna destroy these guys their will is going to be crushed and we're actually going to get multiple goals from the round of play but yeah we're going to get two goals uh from set pieces i think dost 
finally gets his head on a ball and it gets directed into the net and that's going to be long deserved for him long needed and hopefully you know gives him the right kind of mojo that uh the right mojo for the Eintracht that we can take into playing against Bayern Munich in just a couple of days time after that because woo wee uh talk about a busy one that's going to be Eintracht versus Bayern Munich we beat them in the final We'll be again in the semifinal, but uh, yeah, that's uh, for the next podcast. Because <laughs> uh, who wouldn't want the Eintracht versus uh, Bayern match uh, previewed on this show? We can kind of tee that up uh, on our social media platforms. Where can you find us in the social media world, if you may ask? Well, you can follow us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash H-E-F-Pod. Uh, follow us on Twitter. That is at H-E-F-Pod. Email us, that is HeyEintrachtFrankfurt at gmail.com. And if you do tweet us, uh, if uh, you happen to catch us on a good day, we will also send you official podcast stickers. Uh, kind of listener-only kind of uh, knowledge uh, to that. Actually, since since talking about it, I'd like to highlight one person who tweeted us actually earlier today in regards to the podcast. Um <laughs> Uh, in regards to the Eintracht and everything that has to go, it is uh, uh, at Beer Deutsches. Uh, John, uh, John? All right. Who should he have for Bayern putting into the match? Mostly because he wants them to have all their legs broken. I say that, yes. Uh, Nabry, Kimmich, uh, Davies, and Lewandowski should all be in the match for Bayern against Leverkusen. They should all have their legs broken. Ha! Just to uh, kind of rub salt into those wounds. Wouldn't it be awesome that, hey, the Bayern might be able to seal up the title, but they won't be able to win the DFB Pokal because guess what? Leverkusen will do the Bundesliga a favor in that, and then we'll do uh, all of Germany a favor by beating them in the Pokal. But we can talk about that uh, come episode 131. So that's going to wrap it up for episode 130 of Hey, Eintracht Frankfurt. Remember, you can always follow us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, most importantly, uh, how can you watch the Eintracht, you might want to know. It's probably the most important thing you need to know when it is when you're talking about the Eintracht because, look, Bundesliga can be hard to find in certain places and other times it is incredibly easy to watch so Eintracht versus Mainz is going to be shown on television in the United States of America Woo-hoo! it's uh, Fox Soccer Plus a little bit harder to get of a channel um, if you're listening to us in the Caribbean that is ESPN Play Caribbean uh, Australia that's uh, B in Sports 3 Canada that is uh, Sportsnet World Now and sports net now quite a lot of the streaming platforms folks uh so i had to say uh bt sport 3 will be showing it on television in ireland and the united kingdom and uh, bn sports connect new zealand is going to be showing it in new zealand uh, we will be posting this to our facebook.com slash hef pod uh feature there and um yeah so if you happen to be from a country that has not been listed uh Message us there, and we will respond with uh, the exact uh, way uh, channel that will, or stream platform that will be showing the Eintracht, uh, and then you can watch the Eintracht take on Mainz. Not just take on Mainz, just beat them, pummel them into the freaking ground. So, 
Uh, like I said, 4-1 win that I'm predicting for on that one. And yeah.